So when you're thinking about the opt-in page where people come and they learn about your lead magnet and they give you their name and email in exchange to get that lead magnet, is the offer of the lead magnet, like what they're going to get, is it clear? And another question, am I using the language my ideal customer avatar uses while speaking about either their pain points or their desires? Does my opt-in page flow strategically and deliberately? Remember, everything on that opt-in page that's talking about your lead magnet and getting the name and email should be there for a reason. No fluff. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Online Marketing Made Easy. In today's episode, we're going to dive into one of my very favorite topics. Any guesses what it is? If you said list building, then you know me well. One of the first assets that I teach my students that they need to have in their business is a lead magnet. Now, this is something like a checklist, a mini video series, or a resource guide that they can offer to their ICA, their ideal customer avatar to get a quick win or a solution to a pain point or to meet a desire in exchange for their email address. And today I'm going to walk you through a process that systematized how I create and promote my lead magnets using a checklist. I love a good checklist in my business and always look for places to add one. And I want you to keep in mind throughout today's episode that this checklist doesn't cover every single detail involved in creating and launching a lead magnet. Instead, it's a living, breathing document that you'll add to or subtract from based on each lead magnet you launch. So the lead magnet launch checklist that we're covering in this episode includes the following main sections, pre-launch approvals, content creation, landing and thank you page optimization, website tasks, quality control tests, weekly content promotion, copy requirements, design requirements, and tracking, which is a lot, right? Under each main section, there are action items that are the most critical steps to complete. So we're going to dive into these in detail shortly, but before we do, I want to remind you that this checklist isn't only for new lead magnets. It's valuable to revisit when you're troubleshooting why a lead magnet isn't converting. So it's not only for new lead magnets, but existing lead magnets that are not converting well. So use it as your troubleshooter if you already have some lead magnets that aren't working as well as you want. So if you're that stage where you've got a few lead magnets out there, I want to encourage you to take notes and ask yourself if you've completed all the action items we covered today. Whether you're just starting with your first lead magnet or looking to take an existing lead magnet to the next level, 
I'm excited to dive into this episode with you, so let's get started. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. All right, let's dive into the first section on the checklist titled pre-launch approvals. The focus here before you do anything else is to get crystal clear on some critical numbers and dates related to your lead magnet. So to do this, there are four action items under this section. The first action item is to establish an overview of the lead magnet's projections, goals, and where it fits into your customer journey. Setting projections and goals for your lead magnet looks like estimating the number of leads you expect to generate within a certain period of time. You can use a combination of industry benchmarks and your past performance to estimate this number. So for example, you could say, my goal is to generate 500 leads within 60 days from this lead magnet going live. And from there, you can break it down into smaller weekly and daily goals. So having your goals be time-bound is essential because it helps you see if you're exceeding or falling short of your projections. And this way, you can just adjust your tactics when things aren't working and then double down on what is working much faster. And when I set projections and goals for my lead magnet, I like to have the entire customer journey in mind. So as a reminder, the customer journey involves four distinct phases, attract, nurture, promote, and onboard. Your lead magnet is in the attraction phase of this journey. So if you're interested in learning more about the customer journey, I actually did an entire episode of these phases in detail in episode 371. I'll link to it in the show notes, or you could just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 371. But having the customer journey in mind when setting projections and goals helps me establish the right date to launch my lead magnet based on my promotional calendar, which we'll talk about next. So once your projections and goals are established, it's time to move on to the second action item under the pre-launch approvals section, which is confirm you have the time to work on creating and launching your new lead magnet. This is something that a lot of people don't talk about. So for this action item, take a 30,000 foot view of your calendar. Make sure when you're launching your new lead magnet, you have no other offers being promoted because a lead magnet can live on and on and on. But that first, second, third week that it comes out, you want to be intentional about telling people about it, creating some buzz around it, 
launching it in a way that people are like, oh, I've got to have this. This is new. This is exciting. So when you launch a lead magnet, I know we don't talk about this a lot, but clear your calendar and at least for a few days, make that lead magnet the number one focus of what you're talking about online and what you're sharing on your podcast or blog or whatever. So once you do that, I want you to get realistic about how much time you can commit to the project and block the time on your calendar. So once you have this overview set and your projections solidified, it's so much easier to break down all the following tasks that we're going to discuss in this episode. Okay, moving on to action item number three under pre-launch approvals, share your lead magnet vision with the key players involved in its creation and promotion. So since I have a team, and if you do too, communicating the purpose and the goal of your lead magnet is critical to ensure anyone involved understands the bigger picture and stays focused on the end goal. So for this action item, I like to connect with the key players on my marketing team to confirm their availability and to get their buy-in for the timeline that I'm setting. So for example, I need to connect with my graphic designer who creates the visuals, my copywriter who crafts the messaging, and my social media manager who oversees the promotion schedule. Now, if you don't have a team, you're literally like, what the heck, Amy? Like, I don't have any of those people. Do not forget that I was where you are at. I was a one-woman show for a good probably two years before I started to even have contractors on the get-go. Like, I didn't even have regular contractors for a long time. Now, I did have a virtual assistant that... I think I hired her in my second year, I'm going to guess. So she was five hours a week. And so she could help me with this a little bit in the beginning, but I really was a one woman show. So I understand if you're doing all of it, you're just going to give yourself more time to do it. But I do think sitting down and really putting this together, even if you're doing it all on your own, like if you use a project management tool, which I always say, if you're a one man or one woman show, or if you have a team, either or you need a project management tool so that you can put all your action items in there and you can set your due dates. Even if everything is getting assigned to you, it's really nice to have it all in one place. So I want you to do that. However you do it though, the critical part of this action item is to ensure everyone involved is aligned with the proposed timeline. And then finally, the fourth action item that's under the pre-launch approval section is to finalize your lead magnet launch date. When are you going to get it out into the world and then add it to your calendar? Now you might be thinking, Amy, what's the big deal? I know when I want to launch my lead magnet into the world, why do I need to put it on my calendar? Well, putting the date on your calendar does a few things. First, it makes it real and tangible It's not just a date floating around in your head that can be easily pushed back. It's something that you've committed to, something that you've made time for, and something that you're going to make happen. And then second, putting your launch date on your calendar gives you a deadline. And without a deadline, it's easy to keep pushing your lead magnet back, telling yourself that you're going to get to it when you have more time, when everything is easier, and it's never easier. You never have more time. And we all know that we are just making excuses, right? So putting a deadline on your calendar focuses you to get things done, to make some decisions, to move forward. So for this action item, take out your calendar and write down the launch date of your lead magnet, when you're gonna officially get it out into the world, make it official. 
And then you're going to commit to doing everything in your power to get your valuable lead magnet into the hands of your ideal customer avatar. So after completing each action item under the pre-launch approval section, you're well on your way to lead magnet optimization on a timeline that works for you and your business. Now, I'm going to stop right here. I know what you're thinking. Amy, are you going to give us this checklist? I, I sometimes do PDFs for my podcast episodes, and you might be thinking, where's the actual checklist? Well, we did not create one for this episode. It's actually a lot of work and it's going to take us some time. And so I thought, I really want to get this episode out there, but we don't have time to do a full-fledged cheat sheet for you. But if you wanted, if you're like, this is the this is the cheat sheet, Amy, I would use over and over again. If you take everything you're teaching me here and you put it into a cheat sheet that I could use and tweak and make my own, if you would really use it, DM me on Instagram. I'm just at Amy Porterfield, DM me and say, I will absolutely use the checklist, the lead magnet checklist, or please create the checklist or whatever you want to say. And I told my team, listen, if we get enough DMs, we're going to have to carve out the time to make this checklist. And then we're going to put it out and it's going to be free, of course, and let you all have it. So we didn't create it for this, but you'll understand the whole thing will come together when you listen to this episode. So keep listening. But if you want the actual tangible PDF, I've got to create it with my team, but I want to convince my team that you all will absolutely use it because it's going to take us a good chunk of time to create it. So let me know. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of 
all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So now it's time to talk about the second main section of the lead magnet launch checklist, which is content creation. My personal favorite part of this whole checklist. So the first action item under this section, content creation, is to outline and create your lead magnet. So this is going to look different depending on whether you're creating the lead magnet using like an in-house designer or outsourcing it to a contractor. There's no really right or wrong answer here. But before I had a designer on my team and before I could afford to hire any contractors, I used a site called Canva to create all my lead magnets. And I used that for quite a long time. So if you're looking to outsource, you can use websites like 99designs, Fiverr, and Upwork to help you with content creation. But Canva has some pretty amazing templates where you could do it yourself. So just putting that out there. And the thing is, there's like a million ways to complete this step. So don't be afraid to experiment and find what works for you. But the goal is you're going to create your outline for your lead magnet, and then you're just going to create the lead magnet, whatever that looks like for you. Then once your lead magnet is created, the next action item is to send a task for someone to peer review the content. Having someone review your lead magnet before you go any further is a key part of the creative process. It can help you identify blind spots, engage effectiveness, and catch typos, which I am notorious for. So reach out to fellow business owners or colleagues, families, friends, you know, whoever um, that kind of understand your target audience and, and who you're creating this for, and then just ask them to review it. And let them know that you value their opinion and that you're looking for honest feedback to help you improve your lead magnet, meaning tell them, my feelings won't be hurt. Give me the good, bad, and ugly. So after that, it brings us to the next section under content creation, making revisions based on the feedback you receive. So this is easier than you thought it would be, right? So we get someone to review it. They give us some feedback. We identify some areas that we can make it better. We take that feedback and we make our lead magnet better. And then finally, the last action item in this section is to upload your finished lead magnet to a storage service and create a shareable URL. So I've always used Amazon S3. So that's what I've used in my business for years and years. And that allows me to house the lead magnet. Let's say it's a PDF online. But most email service providers, they also have a way for you to do this in their platform. So like ConvertKit, if that's what you're using, there's a way to upload your PDF lead magnet into their server. And that way, now you can get a link for it and you can send that link out. But I like a pretty link. So I like to use like amyporterfield.com forward slash more leads. That's one of my lead magnets, amyporterfield.com forward slash more leads. So I like to create a pretty link that's really easy for people to remember and to type into the browser. So once I get it on Amazon S3 and you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash more leads, if you opt in with your name and email, when you get that lead magnet, it is living on Amazon S3. That's how it exists online. Just want to put that out there. So once you've created the URL for the lead magnet, 
It's time to celebrate because you've completed the content creation section of the checklist easier than you thought, right? Okay, so moving right along, the third section on the checklist is focused on the landing opt-in page and the thank you page. And the first three action items under this section are to solidify each page's copy and design elements. So your aim is to create pages that clearly communicate the value your ideal customer avatar will receive when they get their hands on your lead magnet. And so to do this, there are a few questions I like to ask myself, such as, is my lead magnet offer and my call to action clear and focused on just one idea? So when you're thinking about the opt-in page where people come and they learn about your lead magnet and they give you their name and email in exchange to get that lead magnet, is the offer of the lead magnet, like what they're going to get, is it clear? And another question, am I using the language my ideal customer avatar uses while speaking about either their pain points or their desires? Does my opt-in page flow strategically and deliberately? Remember, everything on that opt-in page that's talking about your lead magnet and getting the name and email should be there for a reason. No fluff. Also, is my opt-in sign-up form or the button to, to get what I'm promising, is it above the fold? It could be on the page several times, but when they come to that page, do they have to scroll down to find the place to put their name and email to get the freebie? If they have to scroll down, that's not good. Again, make it above the fold, and then you can add it several times later on down there as well, down there, down the page. And then does my thank you page clearly communicate how to get their hands on the download and any next steps? So once they opt in and you dump them out on a thank you page, hey, thanks so much for signing up for my freebie. The question is, does it tell them what to do next? Do they need to go check their email? Do they need to do something different? Just to be clear, I don't like giving the the freebie, the lead magnet on the thank you page. You want to get them into the habit of going to their inbox and opening up your emails. So tell them next steps, what should they expect? So answering these questions is so important because there's an old marketing adage that says a confused mind does not buy, or in this case, does not opt in. And I found these questions helpful Uh, And they bring me so much clarity to my copy and my design. So once you've solidified your copy expectations and flow, the next action item is to create each page and then finalize those URLs. So again, like amyporterfield.com forward slash more leads. That's my opt-in page. That's the page that I want to make sure is really clear for whoever's signing up for my freebie. They know what they're getting and the URL is really easy. And then once you get all that done, you want to ensure that you are integrated properly with your email service provider. So most email service providers have templates to make this step a breeze, meaning templates for the opt-in page, template for the thank you page. If you use ConvertKit, you've got templates. So not only do I encourage you to use the templates inside your email service provider because you can get it up and running quickly, but then they're automatically integrated in a really easy way. So you can either do this yourself or you can outsource this to a tech VA if you don't want to do it yourself, but I promise you it's easier than you think. Last but not least, there's an action item to send the page for a peer review. So that's part of the checklist. And the reason I want you to do this is because 
I don't want you sending this out into the world and then there it's confusing or there is a big typo or anything like that. So have someone you trust look at the opt-in page, have them submit their name and email, make sure they land on the thank you page, have them go through the process, make sure that they get the PDF you're promising or the freebie or whatever that might be. So send someone through the whole thing just to make sure it all works. Okay, so up next, the fourth main section of the checklist is website tasks. Now, I am a big believer that you do not need a website to build an email list successfully. I know many entrepreneurs who've built lists of thousands of subscribers without a website. So remember, a well-designed landing page will do the trick. But as you grow, having a website to host your weekly content and offer potential subscribers access to your lead magnet can be an invaluable asset in your list building efforts. And if you do have a website and you're not using pop-ups to promote your lead magnet, let me tell you, you're leaving subscribers on the table. So I see my email list grow by thousands of subscribers a month from a very well-designed pop-up on my website. So under this section, this website section, your first action item is to solidify the copy for any pop-up boxes that you're going to use to promote your lead magnet. And the next action item is to finalize the design assets for your pop-ups. So if you want to add an image to a pop-up box, you just need to figure that out. And then the last action item is to set up the tech for your pop-up. Now, if you have a website through a service like Squarespace, this action item is pretty simple as they have pop-up features right there built in. And if not, I suggest using a plugin called Pop-Up Ally. It has smart technology that anticipates people's needs as they browse your site that can take your pop-ups from annoying to helpful in your ideal customer avatar's journey. I will link to it in the show notes. Okay, moving along to the fifth main section of the checklist titled Quality Control Test. I know we've covered the QC tasks in this checklist already, but this section is about bringing it all together and testing the entire process to ensure it's working as intended. So you'll want to get a friend, a colleague, or a VA to run through four main action items under the section. So they're going to review your content one more time, look at your opt-in and thank you pages, your website pop-ups, your lead magnet freebie, so the actual PDF or whatever it is you're giving away for free, and then the emails that follow. Because when someone opts in for a freebie, you're going to send an email that gives them the freebie, so the email as well. And I want you to ask them to pay close attention to the content and ensure they feel it delivers the promise you made in your opt-in form and that it leaves your audience wanting more. Remember, a good lead magnet is easy to digest and leaves them wanting more. Another important thing to ask them is to check all grammar and spelling. Nothing undermines your credibility faster than spelling and grammar mistakes. Oh, here comes Scout. Hi, Scout. I don't know if you all can hear him when he runs in, but it feels very loud on my end. And then next, have them check any links on your opt-in or thank you pages. Are they all working correctly? Is everything working as you had planned? You don't want your audience to click on a link and end up on a 404 error page, right? So make sure all the links in your lead magnet are functioning properly. 
And if you're using a pop-up on your website, make sure they test that. So they enter their name and email on the form on your pop-up, make sure they receive their lead magnet in the inbox. Like you are checking everything. And last, I like to ask anyone QCing my lead magnets to look at the flow from someone entering their email to receiving their lead magnet. Let them know you want it to feel like an intimate conversation. So have them read through the freebie delivery email. Ensure it continues the conversation you started with your ICA on the opt-in page. I personally like to have them QC everything in the step from top to bottom. Better to catch an issue or error now rather than when it's live. And believe me, I've been there and it's a pain in the butt. Okay, also ask the person you have QCing these pages to ensure each page is clear, concise, and includes all the information your audience needs. Once you finish QCing your assets, the sixth main section on the checklist is your weekly content. For me, this is all about optimizing my lead magnet promotion strategy for my podcast. But you can name and tweak this section if your weekly content is a written blog or a video show or whatever it might be. So the first action item under this section is to outline and write the ads for the lead magnet, whether that be ads on Facebook, like paid ads, or maybe it's just social media posts, or maybe it's an ad that you're going to create for your podcast. So I'm not talking just paid ads, just how are you going to advertise that you have a lead magnet? For example, I like to write two versions of copy for my podcast, one for pre-roll ads, which means right at the beginning of my podcast, I talk about my lead magnet, and one for mid-roll ads, which basically is in the middle of my podcast, I talk about my lead magnet. And since I use Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn as my podcast host, there's an insertion tool I use to place these at the appropriate time in the episode, which is really cool. Now, if you're running social media ads, you'll also want to write some short and some long ad copy for these as well. So again, not paid ads per se, but just copy that you're advertising your lead magnet. And that's what we usually do when we like to test like a long ad or a short ad on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever we're putting it. Now, if we are talking paid ads, like you want to run some ads on Instagram or Facebook, I love that idea as well. And we run paid ads for our lead magnets all the time. If you want a little help with that, I did a podcast episode about paid ads on social. So it's episode 443, the mini ad training, four key principles for high converting, low cost ads. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 443. Now, in terms of my podcast, I also make sure that organically I mention lead magnets throughout my episodes if it makes sense to the content. So I'm always looking for easy ways to mention it. Organic would mean just part of the conversation and then the ad at the top of the podcast and in the middle. Now, if you have a blog, this could look like hyperlinking parts of your text to lead to your opt-in page throughout the post. Now, you'll need to spend some time tweaking this section of the checklist to match what type of weekly content you create, but it's well worth the time to do so because when done right, your weekly content will help you gain some of the best aligned subscribers on your email list. All right, on to the seventh section of the checklist, copy requirements. You'll want to tweak this section based on your site's setup and what type of weekly content you create. 
But here's the basic outline of the action items to include underneath this section. Opt-in page, pop-up and thank you page copy, pop-up copy, delivery email copy, promo email copy, nurture sequence copy, ad copy. I know I mentioned this in the section above, but it's worth the mention again, script copy and social media post copy. You might not need all this copy, but I'm just mentioning what we include here. So one workflow that I suggest establishing here is to write your email copy immediately after creating your lead magnet. This is because you can pull and repurpose so much copy from your emails and use it on social media posts and opt-in pages. So once you write the delivery email, you can take some of that and use it other places. Just a friendly reminder not to treat your content like single-use plastic. Instead, I want you to repurpose as much as you can. So when completing the action items under this section, look for ways to work smarter, not harder, by repurposing your copy to ensure it goes the extra mile. But this feels a little out of place because you've probably already wrote your pop-up copy because we already talked about it or your ad copy or whatever it might be. I'm just listing all the places where you might want to create copy to promote your lead magnet. Okay, we're almost done. On to the eighth section of your checklist, design requirements. So the great news is that all the action items you created in the copy section of the checklist can simply be duplicated. What you're looking for in each action item here is consistency. From opt-in and thank you pages to social media promo posts to email delivery assets to the lead magnet itself, using a consistent design across all these materials shows you care about your brand and the customer experience. So this can lead to increased trust and credibility with your audience. Now, if you're outsourcing the design of your lead magnet, provide your designer with a style guide so that you tell them what kind of font you're looking for, color, or uh, just a style overall, maybe give them some inspiration photos. So that will help immensely. Okay, we made it. It's time to chat about the ninth and final section of your checklist, tracking. So up until this point, we focused on creating and promoting your lead magnet, but how do you know if your lead magnet is working? That's where tracking comes in. So by tracking the results of your lead magnet, you can see how many people are visiting your landing page and actually opting in and downloading it. So the main goal here is to ensure that your numbers meet the projections and goals you set in the first section of the checklist. So the action items in this section are related to the software I use to track the success of my lead magnet. So here they are, Graphly, which tracks my overall leads. And I use Graphly with Keep, which is my email service provider until I officially move over to HubSpot. And then Crazy Egg, which I use for A-B testing and to see heat maps of where people are clicking on my landing pages. 90, which I use to update the numbers to the team. That's the software I use. And then Google Analytics to see SEO data related to the lead magnet. You do not need to use all of these, but I like to just share with you what I do. Now, when I first started, I did not use hardly any of these. Basically, I just had a little Google tracker where I would see what my conversion rate was on my opt-in page. So start out simple. And then you can also tweak the action items under this section to match the level of list building you're at right now. So if you're just starting out, you're not going to do all those. 
But I want you to keep it simple until you start to grow, have more people on your team that can help you track all the analytics. Ooh, that was a lot to cover. This was a heavy, heavy episode, and you might want to come back to it a few times to really dial in what you need from this episode to create a killer lead magnet that grows your list quickly. So as I mentioned, I just walked through a complete checklist to ensure your lead magnet is optimized and working to attract your ideal audience and convert them into subscribers. Now, before we part ways today, I want to recap the nine sections, pre-launch approvals, content creation, landing and thank you page optimization, website tasks, quality control test, weekly content promotion, copy requirements, design requirements, and tracking. Remember, this is my checklist. Some sections might not even apply to you, and you can definitely mix or match as you see needed. And also, remember, if you want me to turn this into a checklist that we eventually give away for free, but one that you could tweak and manipulate to make your own, so we've got some work to do on it, Um, my team is going to do it if we get enough people saying they want it because this is kind of a big undertaking. And so if you go to Instagram and you send me a DM and let me know you want it, you'll use it. You just listen to this episode. Let me know. That way I can convince my team it's worth it. Let's go for it. Okay. So thanks for joining me for this episode. And I can't wait to see you again on Tuesday. So I'll see you same time, same place. Bye for now.